At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hi, everybody, and welcome in. It is primetime action getting your week started on this Monday night from the beautiful South Point Sportsbook Studios right here in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson, filling in for Gil Alexander over the next couple of days. We've got Adam Burke here. Matt Brown, he is out for the first couple of days of this week. Kelly Bidlin, though, the one constant, he is behind the glass uh, today. And Adam, we've got. It's not exactly the, uh, the, the heftiest card uh, ever in the world of sports, but we do have a lot to talk about. We'll get to some NFL news here in just a moment. Hockey game coming up in about an hour as we have the Avalanche Oilers. We'll see if the Avs can finish off Edmonton tonight. They're a short favorite on the road, about $1.30, waiting to see on some injury news here as we're getting closer and closer to puck drop. We'll see who starts in goal for the Avs. You see them actually updated line at minus $1.35 with a 6.5 total. Uh, baseball, which you, Adam, you host co-host with me, The Run Line, and you also write a daily MLB uh, article on vcin.com. It's, it's a lot of great content. There are baseball games in action right now and tonight. It's not the, like I said, not the busiest car, but we do have action tonight. Yeah, not a whole lot tonight. We only had six games scheduled. We already lost one of them. The Rangers and the Guardians already postponed. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow. That's the ninth postponed game of the season for the Guardians here so far. So they're losing off days. They're playing doubleheaders. Uh, it's going to be very rough for them here, I think, in the second half of the season. Uh, top one over now in Cincinnati, Arizona, and the Reds. Diamondbacks closed a short underdog in this game. This is the only play that I had for today. It was actually taking the Diamondbacks with Madison Bumgarner on the mound against Hunter Green. Uh, Green winds up closing a little bit shorter than a minus 120 favorite. A lot of minus 115, minus 118 type stuff out there. The other game in the National League is the game of the night. Carlos Carrasco and Blake Snell out west at Petco Park. 940 Eastern first pitch there. Uh, look, you know, total of seven and a half. Maybe a potential playoff preview, much like what the Mets just had against the Dodgers. Padres a short favorite at home in that one. Three games in the American League still scheduled to go off tonight. Uh, Toronto and Kansas City, the Blue Jays, massive favorite here against Daniel Lynch and the Royals, laying about $1.85, $1.90 out there with a total of 10. Robbie Ray and Christian Javier in the matchup out in the AL West between the Mariners and the Astros. Astros minus 170 favorite, total of eight, pretty much painted across the board for that one. And by the way, games have been very, very low scoring at Minute Maid Park, which is why we have an eight, even though we've seen a lot of higher totals here of late. And then finally out west, Boston and the Angels. Angels a minus 120 favorite, total of nine in that one. Michael Waka and Noah Syndergaard as the Angels look to end their 11-game losing streak. And that is the card. That is literally is it? Uh, it. We have That's this beautiful studio, South Point Sportsbook. We have six TVs, and on the TVs we have Con Air, great 
Nick Cage flick. We got college baseball regionals. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. And then one singular baseball game. Uh, Kelly Bidler. That that is it's yeoman's work you're doing. Conair just me. wrapped up, man. It's always uh, oh, it's, it, over? it's always interesting to see what's on TNT before you get into an NBA uh, game or, you know, NHL in this case. But yeah. Yeah. Great ending to Con Air as always. Right here in Las Vegas. That's I forgot the uh, the Women's College World Series is going on as well. We got the softball. So, look, the, it's it's a great time to to be alive right now. And we have some baseball guests coming up later. John Legaza, repeat offender, as our friend Brady Cannon would like to say. He's going to join the show in about a half hour from the Athletic Talk and MLB. And then Major League Baseball's all-time hit king, guy by the name of Pete Rose. Ever heard of him? I have. Okay. I have. He is I've also heard show. that you do a podcast with Pete I do, Rose. yes. And Pete Rose is going to join us, talk about his picks for tonight and some other general baseball things because that's the sort of thing you can talk about with Pete Rose. So He's going to join us at 8.30 Eastern, so I know you're excited real, for that, uh, Kelly. Real tough guest to get tonight, uh, Adam. You know, I was like, yeah. I, I, I've been working on it forever. <laughs> really had know? to call in some favors <laughs> for real, that one. I had to call in some favors <laughs> for that one. We're, we, we do our best around around here. But, yeah, so that's, that's all that is uh, going on right now. Once since you are our – like you, there is not a more comprehensive daily breakdown of Major League Baseball than what Adam Burke gives us here on the website, vcin.com. So considering we only have four more games to preview here, want to make sure we do the uh, the proper deep dive into all of them. So we'll do we'll do that for the first two games, Adam, this hour with the Blue Jays Royals coming up at the top of your eight o'clock Eastern hour and then Mariners uh, Astros as well. Then we'll get into the two uh, late games a bit later. But. We do. It's funny how it's almost like whenever, you know, the NFL this, this time of year, they're just sort of sitting back and it's like, okay, light sports night, uh, five MLB games, not much else. Let's just get some big news going with, uh, at least with big contracts. And remember a couple of weeks ago when Aaron Donald basically said, yeah, if the Rams don't want to pay me, I'm, I'm kind of cool with just hanging it up. I'll, I'll, I'll be good walking out a winner, Super Bowl champion. And uh, the Rams are like, okay, we're not, we're not letting you get away that fast. He today, Adam Schefter reports, gets a two-year, $60 million extension, which is essentially, it's not an actual extension in the the traditional sense, still had three years, 55 mil left on the old deal. So they basically added uh, 40 million, guaranteeing 65 of the new $95 million total. You just kind of think about that for a second, Adam, over three years. And what that does now, if we get the math uh, in our mental calculators out, that's a lot of money. And uh, that is now the most ever for a non-quarterback in NFL history. Makes sense to a guy who's made an all-pro team only seven years in a row. So if there's a guy who deserved it, it's probably one Aaron Donald. Right. I mean, you know, he's not only the best player at his position. Some people would say he's the best player overall in the NFL. And, you know, we actually talked about this last week on Betting Across America, and I was filling in for Josh Applebaum, who's now back this week after his vacation. But, you know, Pritch was saying this will get done. Mike Pritchard being Pritch. This will get done. It has to get done. They're going to pay him. And that's exactly what they did. And, you know, when you think about this Rams team, right, with Matthew Stafford, and I know that he had the back issue with the Lions for a long period of time that ironically didn't seem to pop up a whole lot now that he was playing for a much better football team. But, you know, it sort of – you feel like there's probably maybe a three- to four-year window left for the Rams to go out there and try to get another one with Matthew Stafford before they have to maybe replace Sean McVay if he decides he doesn't want to coach anymore, have to bring in a new quarterback, something like that. So it makes sense for them to lock up Donald. We'll see if they lock up Cooper Cup here coming up as well. But – to me, it feels like it's three to four year window with Stafford, and, and Donald was a big part of that, obviously, on the defensive side. I saw some some people already, Adam, tweeting like the uh, Aaron Donald. They're giving him Kevin Love money, which you know I I laughed, Kelly. I I, I, had, a, <laughs> I, had, a, I had a chuckle, but look, it 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 makes and it, you you don't know like would he was he actually you know was he going to bluff on this Aaron Donald? He's just saying he was going to walk away. We we will never know, but you have to figure now. And as the it's not like uh, we we always talk about this how. 
people always want to say, oh, what were the odds before and what were they now on the futures? Well, singular players never change these things, especially in a player like Aaron Donald, we still presumed would be there unless something crazy happened this offseason. So it's not like the Rams' odds are going to change at all because of this, but that's a nice thing to, uh, to, to know going in uh, to this season. And, and they are still pretty solid, the third, co-third favorites here at 10-1 to 1 as we get into the offseason. The one player, though, Adam, that is basically like the one guy who's going to impact a lot of these offseason odds here, and we get more news, and it's more bad news today, is Deshaun Watson, who 24th uh, woman now comes out fil- filing a lawsuit against him for inappropriate conduct. This case follows a lot of the similar patterns we've seen before. For those of you who watch the, the real sports show on this and, and the, doc, and the, uh, the profile on all these women, it is very disturbing when you see what actually happened. And now you have to just think this is, a, you know, this is number, case number 24. We continue to see more and more of, the, of these cases come out, and the NFL is still sat back and said, oh, we're not ready to figure out actually how long we're going to suspend this guy for. You got to think this is going to be really, really significant as we go further on into this, and the NFL still tries to piece things together and figure out a decision here, right? Yeah, and, and well, this is the challenge now is that additional women keep coming forward. You know, like the NFL, we, we've kind of been saying the NFL needs to, to make a decision, to let the Browns know what's going on. You know, they have a lot of, of partnerships with sports books and with the sports betting industry. So, you know, there needs to be some kind of transparency with regards to the Watson suspension in advance of the start of the season. But they keep getting new information. They keep having new cases that they kind of need to, you know, examine and, and look through and all of that. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't know when a decision is actually going to come down. But you know, I think that we we just kind of have to look at the Browns in the context of saying Deshaun Watson missed all of last season, right? He's going to be with a new team, with new skill position guys, all of that. How much of a difference is there between Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett? Because Jacoby Brissett will be starting for at least four games. Maybe you could say at least six games. Possibly at least eight. Who knows? It could even be longer than that. Is Brissett that much of a downgrade for this Cleveland team, which is kind of built on its running game anyway? Right. It's just amazing, too, though, that we look at the odds now. Browns are still getting so much respect in general. Still, it's three teams right now atop the AFC North. Odds boards at 2-1. to one. And we have, for as, as much as the point you lay out on that, Adam, is, is totally true. Like we still have no idea, and and this is an NFL that has transitioned now in the offseason. It's no longer Roger Goodell just making a singular decision. There's a panel now, but when you sit back and you say, okay, Calvin Ridley was just suspended a full season for for betting 1,500 bucks uh, on on a, on a series of games and getting down, you know, getting down a, a wager, which has clearly the NFL has said that is like a you can't do it. That is a no go. And now we're sitting here and we're thinking, uh, four games, six games, eight games? Like, who, re- who really knows here? This is 24 different women who have filed civil lawsuits for inappropriate sexual conduct during massages. Like, there's got to be, like, you would think the NFL would sit here and realize, okay, now that we have a panel and it's not one single arbitrator any- anymore, it's got to be a different level here. But, I mean, that's just, that's just for us to bloviate about. We don't really know. Well, and to that point, I mean, you know, Major League Baseball just suspended Trevor Bauer for two full seasons. Based on you know the allegations that came out against him, and he is suing various people, and he is fighting it to 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 whatever degree that he can, basically. But also too, you know, for the NFL now, you look at Deshaun Watson, and it's it's twenty four different women. You know, Trevor Bauer, it was it was one woman, and not to diminish what happened with her by any means, but I mean Bauer got two years. So people are going to look at Roger Goodell in the NFL and say, well, you know, we have twenty four different women here. You know, do you make that comparison from one league to the next? I don't know. I think it's a really – it's a difficult spot for all involved, and obviously it's a horrible situation yeah, for, no for everyone. Yep. But, you know, I think that's kind of the thing is, you know, what does the NFL have to follow what Major League Baseball just did? Yep, and uh, again, we're 
we're, look, it's, it's one of those things where we continue to see this breaking out. We'll see what ends up happening, but right now we don't, we don't really know the timeline. So as we continue on today, we've got, look, a lot, a lot to get into because we're going to talk. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary. Ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Talk a lot of baseball. We get our get like, talk NFL news at the top, but because we know NFL is 365-day-a-year sport. But you and I, Adam, we're going to get a deep dive into the baseball. We'll also talk NBA Finals because there was a whole game that happened last night. <laughs> we have a series that is now 1-1, so we got to get Kelly's thoughts as well. We'll come back next time. We'll talk NBA Finals. We have updated series odds. We'll talk MVP, and then we'll get a couple of our uh, baseball previews as well. I know at some point I-, I need to get Kelly's thoughts on the golf this week too because Phil is officially in. He's in, baby. Let's go. Sports washing. We're, apparently we're all about it. It's, good luck watching it next weekend, but good, yeah. Good, that's, that's a good point. Good luck watching it. The, the what? The LIV tour. Anyway, a lot for us to discuss. We're just getting started on the show. It is prime time action right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on prime time action. We're just getting started Monday night here from South Point Sportsbook Studio that we are we're, we're part of, Adam. Adam Burke, me, Ben Wilson, Kelly Bidlin, behind the glass. It's a lovely day uh, here to talk some sports betting. Even though you're one bet, you're, you're down 1-0. It's okay. Brandon Drury, solo home run. The Reds actually do not have the worst record anymore in the major leagues, which no, is crazy because for a time we thought they'd win like 12 games this year. They're playing at about a 500 clip after that uh, horrific start that they had. So they've actually been relatively competent and also, too, at home. Uh, I mean, Great American Ballpark is the only ballpark throughout the course of the season that has actually overperformed in terms of expected offensive numbers. So uh, we'll see if Bumgarner can get out of this inning, but it looks like it could be another night full of runs there in Cincinnati. Uh, Bases loaded, two outs, bottom of the first. In the only baseball game going on right now since Guardians-Rangers, that one, if you're just joining us, uh, axed for tonight. So we'll have a couple more uh, baseball previews for you here in a few minutes, but do need to talk NBA Finals because we're now at 1-1 in the series. We don't have any NBA action until Wednesday night, but Warriors get the job done, get the bounce back for the, the truckloads of public betters that uh, took the dubs last night as a four-and-a-half-point favorite under easily cash. So we've had one over, one under so far in this series. And I guess the, the question that has to be asked uh, for both Adam and, and Kelly as well, with the way the two games have played out, do you view the series any differently than we did pre-flop, essentially, where we've seen some good, we've seen some bad from both teams, and here we sit, it's 1-1. Celts are now basically a, a slight favorite now to win the series at $1.15, but... I don't know, do we really feel like much has changed, if anything, after watching two games so far? Well, I mean, look, obviously, you know, the Warriors have done their thing in the third quarter of both games here. 
Yeah, last night they were able to actually do what they needed to do in the fourth quarter to make sure that they won the game. They did not do that in game one, obviously, and the Celtics wind up winning that one. Look, Boston achieved what they set out to do. I mean, now they have home court advantage in a best-of-five series. That's about the best thing you could ask for going all the way out to Oakland, especially with Boston playing a couple of longer series here. Uh, you know, Obviously, they had the first-round sweep, but a couple of seven-game series after that, that's pretty much exactly what they kind of wanted, You know, was to go out there and, and be able to get at least one of the games, and, and that's what they were able to do. So now we'll see how Golden State responds with that long trip going back east. San Francisco, Adam, they pull, paid Come all on. that money not for you to be able to call them Oakland. Anymore, come on! Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a chase center. Yeah, Beautiful yeah, right. Place. No, but I think it's I think is it's it? a great question. With the has it real? Do I really think differently now than I did before the series? No, not really. Like Adam just said, like Boston. I, I was on Boston pre pre series. Um, I mean, they went and got. They did what they need to do. They needed to do out there, right? They stole one game. Um, look, I think after last night, yeah, you've got some concerns. Uh, we saw. I mean, we probably knew this was coming at some point, but this was the Draymond Green fired up game, right? Or he took over everywhere defensively and with, if you want to say, with the refs. And I'll I'll agree with you probably. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot we could, we could talk about that for two hours. But um, you know, like Jalen Brown last night, we saw him come out amazing in that first quarter. They ended up switching Draymond over to him later in the game. That happened. Jim Brown last night went four for 12 from the field, one for seven from downtown. How much is that directly affected by Draymond? Um, you would think at least some. Uh, but, you know, I think the Celtics have enough weapons. They will be able to adjust. I, I think the Warriors, I mean, look, they, they've played. I, I, the one major advantage they've had each game so far is, like you said, Adam, they've come out of halftime, and the halftime adjustments that they're making are clearer, very way clearer than what Boston's doing on the other side and working, right? They just didn't fall apart in this fourth quarter like they like they did in the first game. So I think that's where the Warriors have an advantage right now. I think that Klay Thompson's struggles uh, offensively are disturbing a little bit. I still don't know why... Jordan Poole's not getting the 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 minutes run that he should. I mean, the answer is is that on def- they suffer defensively when he's on the court. But I, I think that you're, they're going to have to end up playing him more and more minutes just because he's he's the only other reliable scorer really on that team right now, in my opinion. Um, so I, I think that the Celtics will bounce back. You still got two young guys on this team that I know everybody wants to give Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum all this praise when they do have amazing games, and then they want to criticize them so much when they have bad games. They're still younger players. They're still trying to find their their, their footing in this league a little bit as as stars in this league, and. and yeah, Tatum can be frustrating sometimes because he settles. He's very much like Paul George. He doesn't have that quick first step to get to the basket. He'll easily settle for a three more more than you would like him to. A lot of times contested threes. Jalen Brown's maybe the guy that frustrates me a little bit more with that because he does have that burst to the basket. And it's defensively, you could tell they needed to switch Draymond there to take away that that rim attacking from Jalen Brown and from the other Celtics because they don't have – Warriors don't really have much rim protection when Kevin Kevon Looney's out of the game. So I, right. I think that's where the key to this series lies. They're trying to – it's just chess pieces by these coaches, both, in, both great coaches. I think the Celtics do come back home uh, and, and are going to find their footing again in game three. I, I think that just still they're the deeper team, the better team. Warriors were very impressive on defense that last game, but you're not going to get – 
I, I mean, even with what Tatum and Brown did, you're, you're talking about six points combined from the rest of the starters. It's just you're not going to be able to slow them down much to that point. I think Derek White's continued to be amazing off the bench. He missed more shots than you would have liked to see last game. So I, I think the Celtics will be fine and end up winning this series. But, yeah, I think it's going to go six or seven games. That's been my thought all along. And, well, and everything you said, too, about – like with Clay Thompson, that's been the one thing that has stuck out to me, like just a sore thumb. And you watch him, and you kind of felt going in, if there was a way for the Warriors to to have a to have a perceived advantage in depth and more weapons offensively, it was the fact that you could spread out the floor more. Boston had gotten through, as we know, Adam, the first couple of uh, the last two series against Milwaukee and Miami, essentially just doing their best to take away the best player on the floor. And those two teams just really didn't have enough consistency from the rest of the core group of guys around their top player. But you look at this series and you felt like, okay, if and I know Kelly last week, Gill laid out his case for. Clay Thompson being finals MVP at 14, 15 to one saying this should profile pretty well a series for him where there are going to be opportunities for him to do things on the perimeter and put up gaudy numbers if he's if he's at least in form. But that's not been the case at all. And you watch him, Kelly. It's like there's no way he's even, he can take anybody off the dribble right now. So he's essentially just he's essentially at this point just a catch and shoot guy. And that's going to lead to nights like we saw last night, four of 17 and and or four of 19 and one of eight from three. So that would be my big concern. You couple that, uh, Kelly, with like with a Jordan Poole guy who will have the, you know, hit the nuclear half court shot one night and be completely invisible the next. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you can really count on that over a seven game series. And, and that's where I, I think it's just they need to they need to work on this shot distribution. I mean, it's it, you're, you're right. Like there was a it was you could make arguments for Clay being a bit a big piece coming into this series, but Boston was all over that right away. They, they, maybe this has been. A long year for Clay. You understand, obviously, the injuries he's no, no coming question. off of. And maybe it's just catching up to him now. But you watch these games. It absolutely is Boston defensively. Knowing that he can't take you off the dribble anymore. It's right what you said, Ben. As long as you are right up in his space when he, you know, he's getting the ball and these catches shoots, okay, then he can't t- take away the good look from him. And it's tough for him to do much offensively. Yet he's still shooting the ball 19 times a game. It only hit four of them last night, you know. So it's right. I mean, you got him shoot. In my opinion, he's shooting too much. Wiggins ends up shooting too much, and, and Jordan Poole somehow off the bench is only getting twenty three minutes. And it, and it's I, I don't know. I think you're going to end up needing his offense more and more. And I know I've been saying that for two series now for anybody who watches the show regularly. But I, I may, eventually he's going to have to play <laughs> yeah. big, a bigger factor. No, but but to too. that point, though, look yeah. in game one, the Warriors were still up twelve after three. And then they were mm-hmm. up 24 after three in game two. So even with all those concerns, even with Clay Thompson maybe taking too many of the shots, they were still in very good position yeah. to win game one. They squandered that, obviously, but in great position to win game two, and they took care of it. So even with those concerns, I mean, through three quarters, they've been right where they want to be. Yeah, I mean, for Boston, yeah. it's, the, it's the turnovers. I mean, it's the I, I mean, it's it, and that is a mix of Warriors defense, right? And what and you know, sloppy ball handling. You don't really have a true point guard on the Boston side. They knew that going into this year. You're gonna give give it to Marcus Smart. He's not really a true true point guard in that role. I mean, you look at 15 steals. For, for the Warriors last night. And a lot of that is just sloppy turnovers right by the Celtics. It's not like, oh, you know, what an amazing steal. It's not like old Gary Payton out there getting, you know, six steals a game. Right. Good well, to see Gary Payton the second pack. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good, <laughs> that's a good connection, I suppose. Well, Tatum, so he's at 83 turnovers, Kelly, tied for eighth most all time now. 
of uh, yeah, in an NBA final or sorry NBA playoffs for most turnovers all time. LeBron had 94 2017-18 uh, playoffs. So t- there's a you would think a realistic chance Tatum ends up setting a new record for most finals uh, for most uh, playoff turnovers, not just finals, but the entire playoff run. Seems realistic, and yet he's still look right now. Uh, you're you're at least Celtic favorite to win Finals MVP plus a dollar fifteen. It it seems like there's you know if you're wanting to play this series market, you would wouldn't you just think okay if you think the Warriors win the series, just bet Steph to an MVP because there's really, I mean, in what world is anybody aside Steph winning MVP for Golden State? That seems like a pretty obvious conclusion to make. But the question still becomes now with some of these up and down stretches we've seen from both Tatum and Brown. Is there a play you could really endorse at this point, Adam? I'm not sure I could endorse anything, but those are the those are the options you see on your screen. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously from a price standpoint, Jalen Brown at nine to one seems like maybe a better investment than Jason Tatum at plus one fifteen. Especially too when you think about the fact that Brown's usage has been higher than Tatum's here so far in the series. His usage rate. Yeah, at least. yeah, it's the. I mean, that's the that's the only bet I could even possibly make right now. I mean, I think right now, Ben, it's just not worth the. I'd rather pay. I mean, what? It's minus 105 for the Warriors to win the series. I'd rather pay the five cents and not take that chance on someone not else winning. Yeah. Remember when Al Horford went from 90 to 1 to 14 to 1? That was, <laughs> yeah. that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. He's 70 to 1 now. All right. We welcome in our man John Legaza from The Athletic talking some baseball when we return right here on Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including the man sitting to my right, Adam Burke, his daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel, his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil, who joins us tomorrow on the show. We'll break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We've got NFL offseason coverage, continued best bets as well, and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR, maybe Kelly Bidlin throwing in some LIV golf uh, plays. Who, who knows? If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want at the cost. It's only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Ben Wilson, Adam Burke. Adam, in the last break, you uh, you watched Nick Senzel hit a base hit to uh, to make the score 2 nothing Reds, and, you just, and you, your, your man who has a Diamondbacks bet, and you are already saying, uh, I've, I've given up all hope on Madison Bumgarner. So, yeah, I need a rain. I need, I need a rain delay. I need, not a good <laughs> feeling. Diamondbacks You're rooting for rain. An advantage, at yeah. least over the Reds bullpen, which has been awful. Yeah, 2, uh, two nothing in that game. Just uh, Reds minus uh, $4 live right now. Uh, interesting to start there at Great American Ballpark. Only game on the card right now, but we've got a few games coming up later tonight. I want to get some general baseball thoughts as well from John Legaza, who joins us right now. Uh, you can find his work at The Athletic, where he's a writer there. Also, the court stats on the Mayo Media Network show. He's at MLB Moving AVG. Want to, always want to make sure, John, I have that right. We, we welcome you on. You know, you were on last Monday, and you were all over. You're, you're talking all these angles about the Pirates, and I'm sitting there. I was filling in in Kelly's chair, and I'm thinking, what is what is this guy on? Why? Who could possibly <laughs> who could possibly be in love with the Pirates in this series? And then, sure enough, they go out and sweep the Dodgers. So, well, well done by you, sir. Bravo. <laughs> well, thank you so much. A nice surprise to see you guys. And well, what are you on? And where did you find this guy? Are probably my two most popular responses. So don't worry about it. <laughs> 
It's look, and not that it gets you. I'm just thinking, oh, not every day you hear somebody coming on there. I love the Pittsburgh Pirates at the spot against the Dodgers, but but you did, uh, and it worked out. I know for tonight, it's, it's a pretty light card. Let's just get to, uh, to to a play you have right away, and then we'll get into some other general thoughts and discussions here on, on Major League Baseball. But I know first five pricing in particular has been kind of an interesting angle you've been looking at. We have a solid pitching matchup tonight at Minute Maid Park. Robbie Ray and the Mariners, Christian Javier and the Astros. What is your angle here? Well, I, one, I'm just telling people I love F5 betting because it gets me to bed nice and early. A lot of times I have these things cashed before I'm done reading Dr. Seuss, and you really can't beat that. But to the game, and I think this is really at the heart of a lot of my work. It's the underpinnings of these. And I'm sorry to say, Ben, I probably would have told you to stay away from Bumgarner. I was way over the F5 there, over five. It's already on a nice track. Plus, we had the Reds. Anyway, let's get into this one. Robbie Ray, the word of the day is frustration. 493 ERA, 125 whip, but a 563 OPS. Listen, gentlemen, any two points make a line. That OPS does not match that 493. 366- I think we lost John for a second. We'll get him back. I know it's funny. He was starting to talk about the Mariners. We'll get, we'll get him to finish the thought in, in a moment, but you were just writing today. What did you say, Adam? Anytime the Mariners... Win a game, it feels like you found a $20 bill on the ground. That's a, I read that. I'm like, that's actually a really accurate, accurate representation about how I feel about this Mariners season. It really is. Yeah, I mean, the Mariners are just found ways to win games late. And their bullpen is really solid. But, you know, it just feels like, you know, they're, they're just a, a team that kind of finds a way. You know, it yeah. seems like when they lose, it's kind of in, you know, pretty obvious fashion. But when they win, it does seem like it's something that kind of, you know, something went well for them right. in the late innings. But Robbie Ray, uh, 91st percentile in whiff percentage, big jump in swings and misses, drop in his four-seam fastball usage here over his last several starts. So it seems like the Mariners are making some adjustments with him that probably should make him more effective right. going forward. We do have John back, by the way. So, John, we'll let you, we'll let you finish your point. I think you, I think Robbie Ray heard you, and he went, you know, he walked into the Minute Maid Clubhouse and just started, like, you know, cutting wires and things and but we, but we got you back all right it's, it's okay yeah continue he, he pulled that belt one more notch and the whole thing just ruptured yeah there you go well the thing is the underlying statistics are a lot better than what we see on the surface that you mentioned the swing and strike rate all that stuff's really good he's dominated lefties which might be the key here today because jordan's really carrying the houston offense they have not been good against lefties themselves the houston offense though very good a sub 300 team woba on the year against lefties I think that would have to be the key here for Ray. I'm telling you, he just hasn't been as bad. Maybe as those stats look. And Christian Javier has been flat out excellent. And the thing, maybe more important than anything, is they're really stretching him out. He's gone over 90 pitches two of the last three, something that's been a problem. Looking for starting pitching as of late, he's just been excellent. Two for one ERA, one flat whip, a 31% K rate. The Seattle offense has not been great. The, the key here for me is I really do like the under, but I really want to stress the pricing here, this is the one time you might hear me telling you to pay juice because getting the under 4.5 is worth the 20 cents. I saw this same bet posted at some books at under four, and I do not want to be lured by the nice price that might be minus 105. I'm going to pay the minus 120 or minus 125 for that half run because I really do want to cash at four. I think that's paramount when doing the calculus for these bets. Well, and to John's point here, 20 games at Minute Maid Park so far this season, 6.4 runs per game in those games down there in Houston. So the Houston offense, not really doing much, but the opposition, not really doing much down there either. Let's stay in the AL West for a minute here, John. So the Angels, right? I mean, just a, a brutal loss yesterday, a long, quiet, angry flight back to the West Coast. Interesting line tonight in this game between Noah Syndergaard and Michael Waka as the Red Sox are in town. 
Well, I can tell you right off the bat, you and I are simpatico here. And and I'd like to, I think there's a, a bigger lesson here. I like to do my analysis before I look at the board. It's like going shopping, knowing what ingredients you need and what you want to pay for them before you go into the store and let that influence you. I did my analysis and I was like doing the whole Mr. Burns thing thinking, I like the Angels here because they're going to be an underdog. But when I saw the price, they were not, and I think my lean in this one is up against the wall. Walk has been good, but I think he's been the flip side of what we've seen. That 2-4-3 ERA, one flat whip with a near 5 Sierra, a single digit, came on his walk and a near 90% in-zone contact rate. Plus, I don't know if you've noticed this, his splits are very heavy. His ERA at home is below 1. His ERA on the road, where he'll be tonight, is over 4. And Syndergaard is really is the flip of that also. He's had a near 8 ERA on the road and a sub-2 ERA at home. Maybe that's what the books are focusing on. I wonder if we just reverse-engineered that line, everyone. No, that, that is interesting, because you would think, all right, Syndergaard, like, he's, he had a really good start, and then his struggle the last couple outings, you'd prob- you, know, you probably would have thought, all right, there's maybe not much of a home road correlation, but as you point out, John, there certainly has been. Again, he is at MLB Moving, AVG on the Twitter machine, and, and we talk about this Angels team that just gets swept by the Phillies. <laughs> Phillies go ahead, they, they can Joe Girardi, and then they promptly win four straight because baseball, and because, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, is this just a one-series thing, John, taking advantage of a team in a pretty brutal slump like the Angels, or is there something to uh, this, what we just saw out of Philadelphia over the weekend? I'm sure I'm not the only person missing clumps of hair when trying to figure out the Angels. And the one thing I would say is this. I think they'll be fine. We know the talent is there. They pitch. They hit. The, it's just been bad breaks. And remember, every game really is independent of itself. That being said, I do really take some of those mantras from Wall Street. And the trend is our friend. And rather than trying to catch that falling knife and throwing money because they're due, something I don't believe in, wait for the wake up. Because that is something that I do believe in. When the turn comes and we see the bounce, I believe that will be the new trend that we want to be on. So I'm kind of leaving the Angels alone because the pricing isn't there. And again, they have kind of slumped. But once it's like that big home run, they're going to have a big moment and that whole thing's going to turn around and they're going to rattle off 9 of 13 and really balance off the last week and a half we saw, I think. John, I want to stay on the West Coast here and ask you about the game of the night. Really good pitching matchup here at Petco Park. Yeah, Carlos Carrasco and Blake Snell. Blake Snell's only made three starts this year, though. So, you know, still not a lot of sample size for him taking on this Mets lineup that's been really good offensively. But, you know, I know you and I are both data-driven guys, and, and there are some underlying things with the Mets that look a little bit concerning. Are you on the Padres tonight? Are you on the Mets tonight? Any thoughts on this game? I think this one, too, is probably at under, which is weird because I know the ball has been moving, but it really is kind of my whole thing to kind of buck the trend. You're talking about the data, and I think that's where the answer is here. You mentioned the lack of games. This is weird because, though I – trust me, I mathematically agree with small samples. I think it's work, going to work in Snell's favor because of the injury. I believe this is part of – I don't want to say his spring training, but his ramp up. Like, he's still reaching that point – in the routine, really becoming that creature of habit. And I think some of the stats backed it up again. Can't trust ERA, people. 4-8 ERA, a one-flat whip. How about three points in the line? A 600 OPS. Deserved ERA below three. 30% K rate. Yes, the walks are too high. It's too many fly balls. But you got to remember, not all fly balls are created equal. People see 59% fly ball, and it's like, wow. But more than 20% of the total are infield flies, which have a zero batting average. So 
He's been really good. His last game we saw it, he went six, only gave up two, and more importantly, no home runs. And I want to point out that slider, a .023 X-Log, a 49% whiff. Watch for him to lean on the slider today. I think he's going to be especially good through five. You know me. I don't trust bullpens. Give me the F5 under. And But if I had to, it would probably also be the pods. All right. 940 Eastern start. Our game of the night, at least in the National League. John Legaza, follow him at MLB nice Moving AVG. He's got, the, he's got the articles for The Athletic, the cork stats on the Mayo Media Network hey. show. Love the pinstripes as well. I mean, you're looking good. Uh, you dress it up of for course. us. I love it. Oh, my blood's pinstripe, guys. Come on. Of course. All right. Appreciate it, John. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Adam. We've got, look, we're, we're getting a lot out of this because we got five. There's only five games on the card, but we are we're diving deep into all of them. We're also going to talk NHL because we got a game. There is a big game tonight. Oilers and the Avalanche. That starts here in about 20 minutes. We'll discuss next. Get Adam's thoughts on the two Major League Baseball games starting at the top of our next hour. All on the other side when we return right here. Primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday leadoff challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit giraffekings.com slash peacock for more info. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com for details. It is primetime action with Adam Burke, Ben Wilson from the South Point Sportsbook Studios here in Las Vegas. we got Kelly Bidlin uh, behind the glass, as we are, filling in for Gil and Matt uh, tonight. We look at, though, the NHL uh, card here, and it is we're, we're basically down to one game a night, Adam. Interesting game, though, as Colorado looks to close out the series here in a 3-0 lead against the Edmonton Oilers. But we're seeing some, uh, some late line moving, and as we came on the air, we said we weren't exactly sure it, it, as of... Uh, basically 45 minutes ago, who would be starting in net for the Colorado Avalanche over the last couple of games? It had been Pavel Frankuz, who had been very solid, 51 saves on 53 shots, but we thought Darcy Kemper might come back. Uh, no Kemper, at least to start tonight. It will be back to uh, our, our, our... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, Pavel in between, the, in, uh, in between the pipes. And it's interesting how a lot of bites at the apple on the Oilers as soon as that, uh, that move was released. Adam, I'm seeing it back up now. Minus 130 abs behind us at the South Point, but as low as minus uh, 120 now in, in a number of shops. So an interesting move going against the quote-unquote backup goalie, but who has been very, very good for the abs here the last uh, two games. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, obviously Edmonton's had all kinds of goaltending issues, not only in this series, but also throughout the playoffs, and and they've largely won in spite of those. And that's something I think you really have to look at here tonight is, you know, can Edmonton crack the code? Because, I mean, they scored six goals in game one, but then they've only scored two goals over the last two games. As Colorado has shut things down, that's even with Frank Hughes in game three as well. So, you know, it, in, in game two also. So, you know, look, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where for Edmonton, they have to figure out how to do something differently here because you can't just attack Colorado because they'll beat you in transition. You can't just sit back and hope that Colorado gives you turnovers or something like that because they don't really do that. So I don't know. I think at minus 130 now, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a bargain price on Colorado because that's not the case, but it wouldn't shock me if they win this game. And if they don't win tonight, the series is probably over in five anyway. Well, and you have to think the big issue for Edmonton, and we talk about, all right, you can, you can, you know, quabble with who is starting a net for one team, but this is an Oilers group that is without Evander Kane, suspended for this game after the hit on Nazem Kadri, who's out for the series for Colorado. But it's not just that. Kyler Yamamoto, he is officially just ruled out with an upper body injury. So he's out once again. You've got a team that has like Leon Dreisaitl, Darnell Nurse, clearly playing Adam at less than 100%, just you know, based on the eye test and everything we've seen in, in reports, playing through these, these playoff injuries that you so commonly see. You just wonder, for having as great and as revolutionary of a player as Connor McDavid on your team, it's hockey. Your Twitter handle is skating tripods. You, you, you have some experience playing back in your day. Not at an incredibly high level, but you've at least played. Like when you've got one guy and then a bunch of, a bunch of either banged up or subpar players, at least in your, in, your, in your supporting cast, going up against an absolute behemoth in Colorado who has proven to have as, as good of depth as anybody, how, how can you really feel good about your chances, not, not just from the series price, but from down 3-0, you, you figure you're done. But even just in a game like this where so much has gone against you, like, I just don't really see it on, on the Edmonton side. If anything, it would be a Colorado play here for me or nothing. That's at least how I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe Edmonton scores first. You know, they do have their backs against the wall in this game. So maybe you can get a better Colorado price live, something okay. like that. But, I mean, this is a Colorado team in 13 playoff games. They've only given up 25 goals five on five. And, you know, look, I mean, Edmonton is a team that 
has to – they basically have to be like the Philadelphia Phillies of the NHL, right? I mean, they have to get a lot of goals because they're going to probably give up a lot of goals. And Colorado just doesn't give up a lot of goals. It's a very, very well-coached team. I got to watch Jared Bednar win the Calder Cup in Cleveland with the Monsters. That was a phenomenal coaching display by him. And they were dominant in the playoffs as well. Now, he necessarily he hasn't necessarily had the same playoff success at the NHL level, but he's a very, very good head coach. He obviously has the team. They're very deep. And – you look, unless Edmonton gets a Herculean performance from Mike Smith, they're going to have to win this game 5-4, 6-5, 5-3, something like that. I just don't see Colorado giving up that many goals. So yeah. I, yeah, I was just looking at I'm glad you just brought that up, Adam. I, guy back here who doesn't know anything about what, really? I, 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 I would have had no idea. Shocking. But I'm just like looking at what the, you know, these past game results and everything and like the over three and a half team total for Avalanche. Like, it, it seems too easy to me, and that's pro- probably going to be a loser now. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just – I mean, they've – I mean, that number has hit – gone over in every game this series, and you're talking about, let's see, all but three times in the playoffs so far for them. I, this is – I mean, watching some of these – some of these Avalanche Oilers games, I mean, the Oilers – Mike Smith can't stop anything, it seems. So, I, I don't know. That that number sticks out to me for this game tonight. Oh, and I mean, the, the advanced metrics, too, like, they back that up. Uh, the expected goals last two games, 7.3 for the Avs, 3.8 for Edmonton. So, it's not like – it's not like Edmonton's just peppering the net with shots and you're getting just incredible goaltending. I mean, the goalie's tending has been solid, but when you only are limited to 53 shots combined over two games – that's not great. And then you're putting, yeah, when you have a subpar goal, goalie in, in the, on the other side, you know. I'm betting it, Ben. Well, I'm betting it. You just gave me a little bit. Of, you just gave you know me what? enough stats to back it up. I'm as soon as I pulled out XG, I just saw Kelly back That's there. That's right. Like, oh, my like, God. I, I might like, actually whoa. have something. I was yeah, actually going to ask you, like, what would it take for you to get a, a little uh, live I'll wager? Probably, I'll make a very small bet, but, yeah, okay. it's going to be team total. I'm just going to take go. away the, you know, like Adam laid out. It could be, I don't want to be a one-goal game. I'm just going to take yeah. away, I'm just going to bet the team total. I'm not going to lay a goal and a half. What's your number, team total? Uh, just It's minus it's minus 115 over three and a half at DraftKings right now. All right. Let's so, it I, in. I'm gonna have to shop around here in town. Who knows how many books even post team totals on hockey? I don't know. Keep us posted. Please. I'll find out. Keep us posted. So Kelly will be sweating some team totals. Uh, we're gonna talk at the next something. I'm I'm sweating a lot of college baseball regionals right now, which is uh, what is what's the old saying? You need whiskey and a revolver to sweat uh, MLB and. I think you have to go up another level to sweat college baseball. These games are just ridiculous. We'll talk about that in a little bit. There, there are a couple of games that are coming up here at the top of the hour, uh, Adam, so want to get your thoughts on these. We, we just had John Legaza giving his thought. He has, if you missed it, our, our friend John Legaza, the under four and a half, uh, first five at minus 120 in this upcoming Mariners uh, and Astros contest, Robbie Ray and Christian Javier. Uh, your, your take on that game, considering as well, uh, like you would never have thought, the number you laid out earlier when John was on, about how Minute Maid Park has been such a good pitcher's park this year. I, the casual better would never in a million years think that would be the case, given the Crawford boxes and the general short porch and how they got, you know, they got rid of the, the interesting mound, uh, Taves Hill, uh, in, in center field. But how, how is that even a, a thing? Is this, is this like What sort of factors have we seen, at least based on the numbers you're looking at here, that would make it that way? Well, first of all, I mean, the Astros are a really good pitching team, obviously. You know, they, they do pitch at the top of the strike zone. They force teams to hit a lot of fly balls. And, and the ball doesn't really carry at Minute Maid Park when the roof is closed. There, there's a big difference in that ballpark between when the roof is open and when the roof is closed. And their threshold for keeping the roof closed is actually pretty low. I think it's like 85 degrees or something like that. And obviously, any threat of rain, they'll keep it closed. But 
know, at this time of the year in Houston, I mean, it's going to be over 85 pretty much every day. So, you know, that roof has been closed a lot already so far this season. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's humidor related or or something like that, but, you know, there's just not been a lot of offense there. 3.65 runs per game for Houston at home, and they're allowing 2.75. So, you know, it's been low scoring really both ways. And so John's angle on the under also makes sense given that, you know, Seattle's a team that actually doesn't really make a whole lot of contact quality, and the Astros do, but they faced a guy in Robbie Ray who – you, you never know what you're going to get from Robbie Ray mm-hmm. day in and day out. But I talked about it when, when we lost John momentarily there that Ray's arsenal has been adjusted throughout the course of the season, throwing fewer fastballs, more sliders, bringing back the curveball a little bit as well. Those are swing and miss types of pitches that guys won't be able to stay on the way they can the fastball. So I think it makes some sense. It's just, you know, any under eight, under seven and a half, whatever right now since offense is picked up is a little bit of a challenging play to make. And, and you look at Ray, and, and those are the uh, the updated numbers here, where, like, his, like last start goes to Baltimore, which, I mean, talk, talking about parks that have, have been traditionally considered pitcher, or I should say hitting parks that have really transitioned to pitching this year, uh, Camden Yards, based on some of their changed park factors, have, re- have really swung toward the pitcher, but... Ray was pretty mediocre in, in that start, four in, in five innings, gave up a lot of hard contact in that one as well with six hits. And, and a long ball goes to, at home against Oakland, as, as good of a matchup as you can get at home. It was like three earned in six innings, not terrible, but like four earned in five at Boston, five, or sorry, 406 at Boston, five earned in six at the Mets. So like I, I, get, I get the angle of what you're saying, and you have the advanced metrics, but I, I wonder too, this was always the talking point with Robbie Ray coming into the season of, all right, you're going to a new team. The advanced metrics told us a different story from the, the really, really good numbers he posted a season ago. Now he comes to Seattle, total, like completely different atmosphere and, and setup there, even though it's still in the American League. Have, have you felt the same way about Ray? I know, the again, like you're a fan of the underlying numbers and some of the arsenal changes here, but it's got to be a little, a little concerning, and it also kind of delves into the overall struggles, right, of, of Seattle as a whole, just not getting him a whole lot of support. Yeah, and look, I mean, you know, we talked about this last night on the run line, and I'm sure you and I will talk about it next Sunday on the run line, where about the middle of May, the game changed. Offense went back up. There were more home runs, and Robbie Ray's given up a home run in six straight starts, and that's kind of what we've come to expect from him. A lot of walks, a lot of strikeouts, a lot of home runs. It's all a matter of when those home runs get hit because he's going to give them up. That is a good point. I like how you also subtly just you plugged our show, the run line. I love our show. It's a great show. Sunday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And that is, look, we're, here we are, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Primetime action every day during the week. Uh, we've got our second hour of the show coming up. We'll talk about some of the college baseball because it is, there are some numbers that will just blow your mind when, when we discuss that next. We'll update all the rest of the scores as well. Pete Rose joins us in a half hour. That is all. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at pet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. <laughs>